Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zaka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. We'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zant as the Miami Dolphins uh, impressively finished their Week 6 game uh, with a shutout against the New York Jets, albeit the uh, pitiful New York Jets. As you remember last week, Rich had said that they can't just win this game. They have to win it in... Uh, Impressive fashion, I believe, dominating fashion, and that is exactly what the Miami Dolphins have done as they shut out the Jets uh, 24 to nothing. And um, really good day for the Dolphins uh, in, in a lot of different areas as this now brings them to 500. And uh, with the uh, game going on right now uh, with the uh, Buffalo Bills playing the Kansas City Chiefs, um, the Dolphins could find themselves one game out of first place as they've already solidified themselves in second place in the division. So we're going to go through all that and see, you know, what this team is uh, really made of and, and, and whether we think, you know, this is a team that's going to fight for this division uh, throughout. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, there's also some some guys that have been starting to step, step up uh, it's interesting to point out that this is the first shutout uh, against the Jets since the A.J. Dewey game uh, in the AFC Championship game uh, for the 1982 season that took place uh, in uh, January of 83. So this is the first time they've shut them out since then, which is which is really nice. And uh, this is a good way to go into the bye week, as next week now the Dolphins will have a bye, and, uh, and then they'll play the Rams after that. So... A uh, good way to go into three and three. And uh, Rich, as you had said, uh, you know, last week they needed a, uh, a decisive victory to do this, and uh, they certainly did that. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, do anything. The only negative you could say is they didn't really do anything in the second half. They kind of like went into like, uh, you know, zombie mode, if you want to say. You know, I wasn't really happy with that. I think. It could, you know, would they score 21 points in the first half? And kick them yeah, 21 and then half. three in the second. Right. You know, if they were playing somebody competent, that that bothers me, you know. I don't think you can go go to sleep in the second half like that. But, you know, look, they played a crappy team, you know, probably, you know, one of the worst teams in the game. And, you know, they, they, they shut them out. So, you, you can't, you know, you can't ask for more than that. And, you know, any time you beat the Jets, it's a good day. Yeah, absolutely. And it certainly was uh, – 
you know, one of the better uh, dominating performances against the Jets in, in, uh, you can remember in a long time. And I understand what you're saying. I mean, there was certainly instances in this game. If you were playing a good team, you would have had a hard time. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, we've said, you know, what he can do, and we know the bad side of it. And, and uh, you know, had a really good beginning, almost complete first half. Then he threw that interception at the end of the first half and uh, really never recouped from that, wound up with the two interceptions. But Fitzpatrick is known to throw bad interceptions and uh, force balls at times, and you've seen some of that there. Uh, but nonetheless, his three touchdowns in the beginning of the game were enough to put this team to bed. But the reason why we say that is because, like you said, if we were playing a good team, that's going to come back to haunt you, and you're probably not going to recover from that. Yep, exactly. And, you know, our team is known to, like, really sticking up in the second half over the last three years. You know that. Well, if you go back one week, though, um, they were they, they didn't do that against the 49ers. Now, they really had an unbelievable second half against them and were able to really put the pedal down and just, you know, obliterate that team. Um, now, one thing I will say, as you look around the league and, and, and you've seen uh, the game that took place last night, um, I think what you see is that, the San Francisco 49ers are are a pretty good team. I mean, the Rams are a good team. There's no denying that. And the 49ers beat yeah, no, them after getting manhandled. So we see the opposite with Jacksonville, Rich. But, you know, th this I think is fair to say that the 49ers are a good team in this league. And so the Dolphins, you know, listen, they're somewhat for real in the sense of maybe – Maybe this team's a little bit better or a lot better than you were originally giving them credit for. What, the Bills you're talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Dolphins. I'm oh, saying oh, we beat Jacksonville, okay. and Jacksonville obviously is pretty rough. But the 49ers shown last night yeah. that the 49ers are a pretty good team. You know, they're, they're, they're a good team, and we manhandled them. So this Dolphin team – you know, it's playing some pretty good football right now. They're they're certainly a competitive team in this league, it seems. Yeah, let's see how it goes. I mean, I I hope so. I hope you're right. You know, I love I love to see them be in contention this year. It, it'd be nice. You know, I'm not I'm not you know betting on it, but you know, I, I would you know it would be a, a very nice thing. I think they got a very tough schedule coming up right now. You know, they have. They have one of the toughest schedules in the league, and we talked about that early, how it was a little ridiculous how they had this kind of schedule. I know. It's incredible. Yeah. And this is where it's probably going to come back. Right. Well, I think they killed. I mean, they lost by, you know, a one-score game. But, um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that other than they're probably going to play another game in between there, though, right, because we have a bye. So you would imagine the Rams are going to play another game. Right. They're, they're playing next week. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine they play another game in between. The Denver? We were supposed to play Denver next week, and that's got, that got bumped? That's how we got the bye? Yeah. Yeah, that got bumped, and then we played last week. Um, this game got moved. This Jet game got moved into this slot. Um, so basically the whole schedule kind of got topsy-turvy. Um, and, and it's probably going to remain that way. I mean, we talked about this last week, and you had said they had that one week to play with 
that if the Super Bowl will have a break, you know, in between the, the championship game, and it's probably not going to. So there's that one week that's still to play with, um, but the Dolphins now will take their bye early, um, which, to be honest with you, I think it's kind of a mistake by the league because I think the way you want to kind of play this is you really don't want teams taking buys. I was thinking about it. I mean, there's no sense or reason why teams should take buys right now if you can avoid it, but I guess it's just so much shuffling around. But there is no fans. Yeah, right. But, no, it's not just that, you know, it is, Pat. It's just that we we weren't involved really in any of the problems. It's just that they had to adjust us to accommodate other teams who didn't play. You know? No, understandable. No, I got that. No, I understand that. But my point is, once you use your buy, you don't have it no more. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I think it's a mistake by the league. What's that? There's probably no one else for us to play next week. Yeah, I mean, I guess they did look at it all, and I guess there wasn't any way to shuffle it around. I mean, that's what I would assume, right? I mean, I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. It had to be like there was no one for us to play. That's probably what it was, you know? I guess so. I mean, if you're assuming that they did look into that, I don't know. I mean, you're assuming that they they didn't say you had to buy. Yeah, I'm sure there was no one else for us to play, you know? Because once once you, you know, like I said, it's it's like a domino effect. Once you screw around with something, it it takes like nine different things. I mean, we really weren't involved in any of this. Right, but if something does happen, well, well, you see what they're doing now is that, I mean, there's a game right now as we're talking. And there was a game Tuesday. Yep. So I understand how – so what they've done is they've enabled themselves. They've bought some days. So you don't kill the week. You can play it somewhere during the week. So you have that to play with if you've already used your buy. But once we use this buy, obviously, you know, we don't have any room to play uh, other than using that one week before the Super Bowl to fill in a game there or something. So, I don't well, think there is a game tomorrow. No, there's not a game tomorrow, this week, but there was, there was last week was a Tuesday game. Right, exactly. Yes. There was only one so, game uh, last week, right? Yeah, so, so the point being that they can still juggle days of the week, but the actual week is kind of done once you use that buy. So we'll see how it all plays out. It, it, it's a very tough situation that they're dealing with, and I think they're doing a very good job, you know, with what they're doing right now. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how they're, if they're able to, you know, to finish it off, I guess, is, is, is what, you know, it comes down to. And, uh, you know, but like I said, they've done a very good job thus far. And, um, you know, the Miami Dolphins now, if you're going to pick a bye week, um, you know, they're going in there on a, on a good roll, which is nice to see. I mean, you always like to go in. They won two games in a row now for the first time in a while. And, uh, two of the best games they've really played uh, in a long time. I mean, you had the shutout and then the 43-17 uh, manhandling of the 49ers out there. So, um, good way to go into a break, for sure. Very nice way to go into a break. Yeah, unlike other, other years, where we, we, we were getting the break, not them. <laughs> right. Seems right? To, to, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and, also of note, uh, Xavier Howard had his, his uh, fourth interception now in four games. You know, he's got 12 interceptions since 2018, and that's the most in the NFL. 
that's great. It's about time he's playing well. Well, he has had some injuries, and it uh, seems like that knee – because we had talked about earlier in this in this year of how he, you could still tell he was still hurt. Um, he's he seems like he's getting healthier. He seems to me like he's playing uh, much healthier than he has in the past. In the past few games, I've noticed a difference in him, and I'm sure you have too. Yeah, there was like what was a blunder like two weeks ago where he got beat really bad on that long touchdown. You know, down the sidelines, it was awful. That was like two weeks ago. And, you know, like last week's, you know, yesterday's interception was a, was a very good. But, like, let's be honest, like last week's was a Larry Brown interception. You know, it was thrown right at him. It's not like – And then the week before – Yeah. I, I, you know, come on. Yeah, I don't – call what it is. You know? Well, I understand that. He had the Jacksonville interception. And... Yeah. yeah. The one last week – I might have – I might have been able to. I don't think there's any way you were coming up with it. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to move either, so that's, that's another thing out of the, out of the equation. It's thrown right at me. I'm catching it. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, I, I just think he's. <laughs> well, no doubt he's playing. And, and Byron Jones being implemented in, you know, I've seen a difference now, you know, with him in there. He had a good game. Uh, against the Jets, and he and, and he had a decent game again. More than decent, he had a good game against the yeah, 49ers. So, well. I mean, but you know, we invested a lot of money in those guys. I mean, they well, well, you know, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you look at the Miami Dolphins and their makeup, I mean, we've basically we've put it all into our secondary. I mean, that's where all our money goes and our free agency goes, and you know, we've basically Traffic's we've gone. we've yes. What's that? And the draft picks go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where we've invested everything. I mean, that's that's basically what we've invested, and uh, and it, and the reason why is because what they do, which is a little bit different than other teams, and it's exactly what the Patriots do, is we don't run a traditional four-three or a three-four at all. I mean, what we basically do is, you know, we run like a 3-5 and even more of a quasi-formation uh, like that where you have a lot of different defensive backs and, like, guys like Rowe, uh, Needham, they'll come up and they'll almost play in a linebacker situation. And I think that's, you know, obviously we have the New England Patriots defensive coordinator, you know, in, in Flores, and, and that's what they're kind of running, and you're seeing a lot more of that now. In fact, that they bring these guys up, and yeah, you know, we'd be remiss to not mention how good Eric Rowe has been playing, and he's been basically playing good all year. Um, so I understand the philosophy now a lot more than I did when they uh, were bringing all these uh, uh, corners and safeties in, um, and 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 I see what they're trying to do right now. You know. Yeah, it's nice to see there is a philosophy because the last fifteen years. <laughs> If there was one, we certainly didn't know what it was. Right, and 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 I think that's very different now. I'm I can see that on the field, uh, certainly on the defensive standpoint, a lot more than I have in previous years. And it's like I just mentioned to you. And it's also to, to take note that Kyle Van Noy was out, so he he was out actually um, when you had yeah, this game. So you know, yeah. So plugging him back in there. 
you know, should make that all a little stronger. The defensive line is playing a lot better than it had earlier in the year. Christian Wilkins has had, you know, he's had two good games in a row now where you've noticed him, uh, you know, you've decidedly noticed him on different plays. And uh, Shaq Lawson is, you know, he's a good ball player. He's a little banged up right now. Um, but you're starting to notice a little bit more uh, uh, from that standpoint, um, you know, uh, I think, on, on a defensive pressure. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see when you play teams like Buffalo second time around, New England, are you going to get run all over again? Um, or is this, you know, was that just chalking it up to, you know, the beginning of the year and getting, you know, getting basically your footing down, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You're absolutely right. You know, see if they, you know, if they, if there's a, if there's a vast improvement the second time. I don't think we played them until late, though, right? It's not until um, late November. Yeah, I was going to ask. Late November sounds about right. Uh, now uh, we have, um, uh, let's see, uh, we have the, uh, we've played everybody in the division, division now one time. Um, and then we're going to play a lot of these West teams are coming up, right? We got the Rams, the Cardinals, even the Chargers, and, you know. Lot. Yeah. Um, so I think what we'll let's see, November 29th, the Jets again, and then we don't play like New England. We don't play them again until December 20th. And Rich, we don't play Buffalo until January 3rd. So we're basically playing those two teams. Uh, for fifteenth uh, and seventeenth week, so <laughs> it's a little rough. We talked about this schedule coming in. Uh, this schedule is, it, yeah, I, yeah, well, both, uh, yeah, it's at Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say brutal, but very difficult, especially for a five-win team. A little ridiculous, yeah. actually. You know, <laughs> a little ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's take a really quick. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, right. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and look around the league and, and, and how this all kind of falls in line to what the AFC is doing. We'll be right back after this. The ball is on the Charger. 46 seconds remain on the halftime clock. 24-10 Chargers. He's straight back to throw. Gets a rush. Steps up. Throws it downfield. It is complete. The lateral back is the 20, the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Hello, this is Don Strauss, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, broadcasting live as we recap uh, week six in the NFL. Miami Dolphins uh, go to 500 with a decisive victory over the New York Jets, shutting them out. Uh, just a reminder, you can continue to send us questions and comments, uh, PatCatelloShow at Yahoo.com. And check us out on uh, various uh, venues like uh, iTunes. Just go right to iTunes. You can uh, subscribe to us there. Uh, Pacatello show and you'll get our latest episodes right uh, delivered right to your phone and they can check uh, past shows as well and then you can catch us of course on blog talk and uh, YouTube and uh, all those various venues by searching the same thing so uh, as we said the Dolphins now move themselves into second place uh, strongly in the division and uh, there's uh, the league is kind of shaping up which I can tell you this the the Kansas City Chiefs uh, had just increased their lead now on Buffalo. They just got another touchdown, so it's 20 to 10 uh, in the fourth quarter, or early in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how that shapes up. It's a very cold and rainy day out there in this very early Monday night uh, makeup game that they're playing. So, um, you know, again, this could uh, push Buffalo back down to the pack, and the Dolphins could go within one game there. Um, which, uh, you know, certainly uh, makes for an in- interesting division, Rich. Absolutely. You, you know, you, you want to know how bad this league is now? There are 10 teams with one or less wins in this league. You Think know, about that. Th- this is, is, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because here's what I want to say about that. Do you remember when we were talking, I think it was last week, and I made that statement that that game, the 49er game, assures us that we are, you know, going to win games and stuff like that. That's kind of what sure. I meant. Because in the past, there's no doubt about it, we're one of those 10 teams. And I think it's yeah. safe to say we now have separated ourselves from that pack. We are now, we're certainly not a top shelf team. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that we are at least back to the middle of the road um, to, or maybe above pack team, uh, which reminds me of when, you know, we had some decent teams, uh, certainly at the beginning of that Gase era, we talk about that Pittsburgh playoff team, you know, and that was a pretty good team if they would have built on there, but they weren't able to and instead dismantled it and went back to the bottom. We'll see how this all shakes out, but at the very least, I think we're in the right direction to where we're over that hump at least. And now we'll see if they're able, like you said, to take this to a playoff contending team. And I guess you start with the division. Are you a division contending team? That's really where the question lies. You lost to Buffalo. We're going to have to wait. Yeah, we'll have to wait till the end of the year, I guess, to see really where we stand um, with these two teams. I mean, there's no doubt that this – this uh, COVID uh, has hurt New England in a major way. I mean, they, they lost Cam Newton for that game on Monday night, and they were never, they really haven't recovered from that because then they lost Gilmore and they lost to the Broncos. So that, that kind of set them back. They were on a roll there. They were about to, you know, shift in another gear and, and stay dominant in the division. And that's definitely sidelined them now. I don't know who they play next week. But that, that's definitely taken a toll on them, as bad as any team in the league. Yeah, there's no question. You know, they just had, they had to play the game without Cam Newton, and now Cam Newton doesn't look like Cam Newton. <laughs> so, yeah, he looked pretty bad yesterday. 
I didn't see it. I didn't watch. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, you were able to watch some of it, and was he yeah, off? I, 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 I only saw a lot seen of the highlights, that. and I saw. Yeah, I saw a lot of. I saw like the that fast replay of it and stuff. You know, he didn't look good at all. Made a lot of mistakes. So we'll see. Right. So I guess we'll see how that all shakes out. Now, um, listen, thing, things happen. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and you know, we won't know head to head until this thing comes basically to the end, but, um, you know, at least we will have a barometer with other teams on whether or not we can compete, uh, with these teams. And, and I guess the Rams were a very, very hot team until they played the 49ers and lost. So now we'll see if they, you know, where, what, what they come at us with, uh, when it gets down to that, that point, you know? Um, and you know, did you see the other good news yesterday? The other good news yesterday, we're only one game, only one game, uh, below 500 playing the Jets now. We can get back to the 500 mark, we get the 55 55, and we beat them the last game of the year. You know, I forgot about that. We actually lost the advantage to them, right? I forgot about that, and uh, we lost it by two, huh? Yeah, thanks to Jay Fiedler. We We were in the dregs for a while. You know, we were really bad in that. You know, after the after Marino left, we went we went pretty. Remember, didn't we lose like four or five in a row at one point? So you're saying that you're in the Jay Fiedler era? Yeah, like we're right after it, like right right in. Yeah, but that's when we started going downhill. That's when we started losing to them a lot. Really? Yeah, and then okay. and then it just got progressively worse. But there was one. Wasn't there one spur? There was one spur where we lost a bunch in a row. Right, right. We took the and side like two years in a row, I think, you know? Well, then you're right. Then this is a good opportunity to tie that up and then continue yeah, on with uh, – and, Yeah, and then obviously continue on with, with uh, you know, mirror. hopefully a, a declining you know? jet team. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and what, you know, I mean, the Jets are – I don't know if this is possible, but they're a decidingly much worse team than when we did our show last week. Now, we had something to do with that. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. So what has changed, on your opinion, I mean, with Adam Gase? Does he survive another week? How long do you think you can keep going with a team that's, that's – I mean, he lost he this team. Fired, the fact that he didn't get fired today with, with the turmoil with Greg, Greg Williams and everything, I don't think there's any right. intention of firing him this year. I, I really don't see it. Do you I mean, think they, what's the you point? You think they can I kind of they, go the whole year, though, Rich? Well, why wouldn't you just That's a get long it time. With? Well, why wouldn't you just get I it understand because, what are you because I don't for? think they want to. Because I don't think they want to. And I think financially it doesn't make sense for them to do that. And there's really no purpose in doing that other than the fan and media pressure. That must be enormous. And it's going to continue to grow. So my point is, if they're able to to get a win or play competitive, you can maybe put it off for a little while. But if this team continues well, here's the to thing. play, as here's the here's the one thing they are getting. They're getting why they can get away with it. There's no fans, so I think that's well. They have to deal with a little bit. Who cares no? if they're calling if they're calling sports radio all day? Well, they don't have to deal with it. There's no banners hanging down. There's no guys sitting in the stands with a bag over their head. You know what I mean? There's they're, they're not. So standing. is that where the pressure comes? It sucks and. Yeah, and I think there's nobody flying a, a plane over to think fire Adam Gaze. You know, that, that's a lot of pressure yeah. when that happens because it's right out in the open. 
the fact that you don't have to have anybody there and there's no chance booing him every five minutes. Yeah, I think that's I, that's how that's the only way I could see he stays the whole year. You know, the house no ticket sales to worry about, right? No ticket yeah, sales. Don't you don't have to worry about, about any ticket yeah. sales. Or people showing up if that right. that matter, you know. Right, right. Yeah, so I don't I don't think they care, you know. It's a right. terribly run organization. That's, you know, and, you know, believe me, I mean, if you listen to, you know, where we live up here, they think that, like, Trevor Lawrence is coming no matter what. Like I said, there's yeah, nine other teams yeah. that are just as bad as you. I mean, you know, you're one win away from not getting them, you know? So, well, and there's, well, can there's we talk about that for a little bit? Well, can, can, can we talk about that for a little bit? Because, obviously, sure. um, as, bad, as bad as this team is and as enjoyable, as this season is, as far as that goes, we both know that, you know, having, having a talent like Trevor Lawrence, who seems to be one of those guys that we talk about the every 15 year, I don't even say decade. I'd say every 15 year guy that comes along and, and to be quite honest with you, uh, prospect wise, this guy goes into the Peyton Manning John Elway, Andrew Luck territory. I mean, he's that kind of talent. Now, whether or not it pans out, we'll see. But you certainly don't want him, them to have the opportunity to get him. That would be almost like the only thing that would really spoil this whole run. So you <laughs> it said, certainly would. Right? Well, you know, I've heard, I heard, you know, listen, I was listening to some, you know, because I'm a nut. I, I put on, you know, the local, the local FAN around here to listen to, like, the Jet fans cry about yesterday. Right and right, there, there's like a big feeling that like he may not come out of college if the Jets get first pick, and he may pull like a Eli Manning or a uh, you know or or a John Elway and just not go and just like refuse to play for them and tell them like don't draft me, you know. But and we heard the like, same thing with Paros. The they're like, yeah, I know, but that's you know since we heard the same thing with Paros and yeah, well, maybe not. Yes and no. He's from there. I got you. Yes, yes. I got you. Well, let's put that aside, okay? Let's put all that aside. Let's go over some of the teams that you said there's 10 teams. Let's kind of go over some of them and where they would stand in this whole thing. One of them is the Cincinnati Bengals. They're one and four. And so they're certainly not in the running uh, with Burroughs. So you could take them right out of the mix, right? Sure. The, the Houston Texans are one and five, right? But then you got to take them out of the mix. I mean, they have Watson. That that that's not a team that's going to go after him. My friend, if they get it, we get the pick. Right, right. That's a good point. Okay, but from the same token, I don't know how that would would mean anything no, other we, than we a would, trade we for would that. Probably but, trade it. I mean, yeah, we would trade it. Right. I would assume. Okay, okay, know? but that that's an interesting point. That's right. That's us. So we're at one and five right now which, you know, is looking yeah. really good. Um, but whether or not that's going to be, you know, uh, 2 and 14, I don't think so, but we'll see. The next team is Jacksonville, Rich, which is 1 and 5. I mean, how bad are the Jaguars? Are they a team that you legitimately could see them falling to that? Because they would be a team that would, would want Trevor Lawrence. Oh, they would take him in a second. In Absolutely. my opinion. Right. Yeah, they would definitely take him. So, do you do you think Jacksonville is that bad? Yeah, they're pretty bad. You do, and they're they're like you think right they're one right in fifteen. You think they're one in fifteen, two and fourteen bad? 
one. I don't know if the worst team in football is going to be one and fifteen. They may have two or three wins. You know, and one's pretty rough. I mean, remember, uh, sooner or later, these crappy teams have to play each other. You know, there's eleven of them. Okay. So that's fair enough. You know, but we're comparing this to the Jets. So right now, win, you can see you the know? Jets having yeah. three wins, Rich. I couldn't I, you hear know, you talking they could about have me. Two. So I mean, they could definitely have two. You never know what happens. Well, that's what I league. said. You know, I'll, you could see yeah, Jacksonville you know. at two wins. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. All right. Los Angeles Chargers are one and four. Now, regardless of where they finish, I mean, I don't see them as that kind of team, and they certainly wouldn't go after a quarterback with Herbert. No, hell no, because they have Herbert already. But they're going to win some games. They've they've been snake bitten. Okay. Uh, the know, Denver they, Broncos have two games. wins. Denver Broncos have two wins. They're going to have more than that. They just beat the Patriots. I don't think they're in that mix. Um, the Detroit Lions are two and three off a big victory this week. Uh, is that a team that you think could be in the running for him? I definitely think so. Yeah, I definitely think you do. so. You that do. may be another reason he stays in school. You really see them being that bad? You see the Lions, they're at two and three right now. You really see them yeah, being a team that I mean I honestly, Rich, I don't think the Jets are winning bad. more than three games this year. I think if you win three no, games just, right at now this, at this point at this point you would say absolutely not, but you know, you, you know you know how weird this league is when it turns around, you know. It, okay. You know, it's it's very hard to predict that. I mean, yeah, do they look like Minnesota. a team that can't win? hundred percent. But you never know. Right. You know? Minnesota at one and five. You you see them as a team that's in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? No, I don't think so. I think they'll win more games than that. Okay, and and Atlanta is also one and five. Where do you see them? They could definitely be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yeah, I think you know they changed the coach. They're in a bit of a disarray right now. You know, Matt Ryan is thirty-five years old now. So I understand, but is Matt Ryan is thirty-five years is old now too. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. So, okay, I and mean, you never uh, know, too. You know, these bad teams could get worse. Some of them, too. You lose a quarterback for a year, you use a key player for the year, and, and they, they could go down the drain even quicker. You know, and then that you brings know. you to the NFC East, where there's there's three one win teams, and they're all in second place. <laughs> so, you have the yeah, Philadelphia right. Eagles, the New York Giants, and Washington. So, which, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I could kind of see Washington maybe flirting with that a little bit. Um, they, they're, they're a strange team. I mean, they're a team that you could see flirting with that. And then, you know, Ron Rivera is acting like they got a chance to put this in gear and go to the playoffs. So it's really strange. And the Giants, I just think, are, are pretty bad right now. Giants are awful, too. Uh, what would the Giants do, right? If they if they had the first pick, I guess, did they give up on their quarterback and go with Lawrence right away, too? You know, it's a weird you thing. Do. I would say no in the Giants like I do. I would say no, they wouldn't. But to be honest with you, if I was running that team, yes, I would. But I wasn't happy with yeah. the Daniel Jones pick. I, I, thought that was, I thought that was more than a reach. I thought to take him like yeah. they did, as high as they did, was ridiculous. So, you know, I'm not <laughs> – a fan, and I think that was I don't I was never a fan of that, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. But I certainly would make the move if I had an opportunity to get this kid. You know, but that's just me. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. You know. Well, you know, hey, a team that you know is sitting at number one and doesn't want him is going to get a boatload. I mean, you know, it could be the highest 
price ever paid for a first round pick. You may get three first rounders for this kid. Yeah, I think if you look back at what Sitka gave up for Ricky, I don't think you come close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they never really did anything with those picks, right? No, they didn't. They didn't. They really didn't. I mean, <laughs> they, uh, who who did he trade? He traded what? He, he traded every draft with the Saints had that year for Ricky Williams. No, he to traded who, the whole – he gave all his picks. Yes. Who had it? Yes, I know. To who? Number. Well, that's what I'm talking it about. Wasn't yeah, I know Rams, what he did. Right? Was it the Rams, Was it the Rams? Oh, I think it's the Colts? Rams. But I don't think it was, though. Colts? Wow. I can't believe I can't remember that. Because I think they well, did nothing with it. That's why I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. All right. Let's take a quick break. I'll, I'll have the answer when we come back right after this, and we'll look around the league as there's still some undefeated teams. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Hey, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant. As we come into the uh, final stretch of the uh, show, we were talking about uh, Ricky Williams. So um, now, Rich, this was in 1999, right? And uh, yep. what Dicka did, <laughs> what he basically did is uh, the New, York, New Orleans Saints traded away their entire collection of draft picks uh, and as we said, um, <laughs> this was just something that was uh, ridiculous. Um, now, who did they trade them to? And I think it was to the – they asked the Browns. It was the Cleveland Browns. No, it was the Washington Redskins. It was the Redskins. It was the Washington so, Redskins. Yeah, it was the Redskins. So and why Charlie did they have Cassidy to have the Browns the trade? What's that? Go ahead. 
No, I'm saying so. Why? Uh, right. It was so. But, but why were the Browns involved in this? I don't know. I couldn't tell you unless they they did a three way trade or something. But I know the uh, yeah because I can't. Maybe maybe, it maybe seems Washington like they had owned to... one of the Browns picks. They they well basically they traded. The Saints gave up the first round pick and then the whole draft and then like two picks from the next year, like the first and second for the next year to get Ricky Williams. So they gave away eight draft picks altogether to get him. And and it's, Charlie right. Castler was the GM of the Redskins, and he got fired the next year by Daniel Snyder. So I guess he didn't right. do a good job utilizing those picks. <laughs> he got fired yeah, right away. It, it's it's weird because it's almost like that. It's like they had to they had to move up. Like Cleveland was involved in this because they had to they had to get up to this point. So here's a list of the the players that were taken with those picks that they gave up. Although not all by the Washington Redskins, but these are the picks that they gave up. Okay, 1999, Cade McNown was chosen, number 12. In 1999, wide receiver Dwayne Bates was taken. 1999, linebacker Nate Stimson was taken. 1999, linebacker Carrie Samuel was taken. 1999, tight end Desmond Clark was taken. And 1999, you'll remember this guy, Billy Milner was taken. Oh, boy. Then in 2000, (laughs) yep. Then in 2000, LeVar Arrington was taken with the number two pick. And cornerback Lloyd Harrison was taken. Uh, and that, that, my friend, is the entire selection of picks from that Ricky. Now, you would have to say, if you threw, <laughs> the one, the if you threw darts, <laughs> if you threw darts a at a board, Rich, if you threw darts you at a Mel Kuyper board, yeah. you'd have to do yeah, a lot better do. than that. Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's really bad. Wow. Uh, we got him for a song, then. <laughs> Right? What do we give yeah. first round? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know if it was that much. Was it that much? Yeah. yeah I think it was two first rounders in the second or something like that. Yeah. I think it was three draft picks. We got a first song. <laughs> so, That's and what I'm finding out here is Cleveland, Cleveland wanted Ricky Williams really bad, but they wanted Tim Couch more. So they took Tim Couch with the first pick. And then they tried <laughs> to get involved and to trade to land Ricky as well, which raised the stock wow. for Thicka. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I guess, I guess Thicka thought he could turn around that team really quick. He didn't want to have – he didn't want to be there 10 years, I guess, right? They right. on the win right, right away. How long did he last? But, it wasn't long, right? Three, four years? I think he was – yeah, I think he was there at least three years. Yeah, it wasn't long. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. But pretty, here's the thing, Rich. Sure. But here's the thing, though. Uh, it, when have you ever remembered the a team to turn around, especially in the modern day? Actually, you know what, Rich? I'll even bring it to the olden days. When's the last time a franchise turned around on a running back, even as great as they were are, some of them? When has a, just a running back turned her franchise around? Other than trading, yeah, it's not like, like they had a Walker. franchise quarterback, right? 
I, I, who was the yeah, quarterback? Yeah, I mean, if you then? think of it, wasn't like they had anybody think of good. All the, yeah. Think of all the great running backs. I mean, that were taken as the top pick. The only yeah. one, the only one that I re, I can really say turned this franchise around in my eyes, and that's Earl Campbell. I think Earl Campbell went to Houston, and Houston was automatically a contending football team. But if you look at Walter yeah. Payton, Barry Sanders, I mean, you can't say Emmitt Smith because they had Aikman and they had Irving, you know. I'm talking about just a really, really bad team that got a running back and all of a sudden, you know, maybe Eric Dickerson, but then he was out of there quick. Well, well think, about this. Eric... think about this, right? There's plenty of bad teams we've seen over the years with Hall of Fame running backs that are awful. When's the last time you yeah, saw a great that's... quarterback on a crappy team? Yeah, you know, that, that should tell you everything. A great quarterback? On a really bad Wait, team. Explain that again. What's I that said we've seen a great quarterback. Really, we've, saw, we've saw, seen plenty of bad running backs, you know, plenty of great running backs, Hall of Fame caliber, Hall of Famers on really bad teams. Really see a great quarterback on a bad team. Right? No. No, but I guess there's some reasons for that is that the quarterback always gets blamed. So you're going to really, you're either going to be hurt or you're going to be gone quickly. You're not going to survive. And you won't know they're great either. How would you know they're great? I mean, they're going to be busts. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be college busts. I mean. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm saying if the quarterback is playing well, usually you're winning. That's my point. Like you could, you could have a, right. a a running back that plays that has 100 yards, 120 yards. Look at OJ Simpson's career. You know. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. I was looking at that. And, and that team stunk his whole career, right? I mean, did he ever, yeah. did he ever know, play in the playoffs? Yeah, he did. See, here's here's an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at this, and I had I had the exact same thought process in my mind as far as what they were, you know, as far as uh, um, how good they were. And I had the thoughts of, like, he never went to the playoffs, right? So then I'm looking at it, and he actually did. And he went in years that I was surprised at at how he did. So let me me explain this to you. So now if you look at, like, OJ, I think one of the first years that came in my head – let me see if I could – Finest was was something like, um, uh, like seventy three or something like that. Let me see, um, which surprised me, right? Because you figure that a guy like OJ, I thought those teams were like really, really bad all the time, and I'm sure you did too. But in, yeah, in really, like in, yeah. in nineteen, yeah, but in nineteen seventy four, I think it was, they actually played like Pittsburgh, the team that won the Super Bowl. And I think that they did, like, they were competitive, which shocked me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought that they were, like, really bad. So they did make the playoffs during OJ's career a few times. Well, I know that in 1974, um, they did. Because I, I was, like, looking at that, and I was surprised. Like, uh, um, in 74... Uh, they played the Steelers, and they lost thirty-two to fourteen. 
But the Steelers won the Super Bowl that year. So, yeah. you know, I was like, but, you know, but I was like, I, I didn't realize that because we made it too, obviously. Right, sure. You know, we, we, we lost in the, that was the, you know, the, the end of the dynasty. That, to that, that, uh, to yeah. your hands. Right. So um, that surprised me a little bit. So they must have been decent that, or more than decent. They were pretty good that year, you know? Well, 32 to 14 is not exactly not get killed. No, no, no. I'm not saying they did good in the playoffs. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying they had to, you know, they had to be pretty good to get there, right? how boring that game must have been. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was, uh, I'm sure it was OJ left, OJ right, you know. He probably took a beat. Franco left, Franco right. Yeah, exactly. It must have been, that must have been like watching paint dry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, you know, and I think when he went out to to San Francisco, uh, you know, I don't think they were good in those years, right? No, no. That that, that Frisco team was awful. That was pre Bill Walsh. That was really bad. They were, you know, they were the dregs of the yeah. league. Right. So, so, so that's. I think that's OJ's only appearance in the playoffs. I was just surprised that I didn't think he ever went. Right. And what do you know what he rushed for at all? Uh, yeah, actually, let's see. I could find that. But and and that's uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, obviously how good uh how good they were the Steelers defense. I mean, was was pretty unbelievable, right? So, um, let's let's look at a box score of this. So, it's 1974 and it's uh it's 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 in Pittsburgh, obviously, um, and let's see, O.J. Simpson now. Uh, he's got uh, nothing passing. Uh, let's see, where's the rushing now? Um, all right. Uh, Okay, we got OJ rushed 15 times for 49 yards. Had 11 11 yards was his long, and he scored a touchdown. Oh, but it was receiving. He scored a touchdown receiving. He had a 37 yard pass for a touchdown. Wow. Let me. Yeah. So he goes. Nah, he's in the game. He played. He played. I know. He went to he went to San Francisco with him too. <laughs> he was there for the whole ride. <laughs> he played. It just says here. It says OJ caught one touchdown for twenty five yards, and Al Cowings led the chase. <laughs> You know me, it's AC. I have no idea who you are, sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So forty nine yards. So that that's that's interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So one playoff game in his career. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And he plays the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean you think he might have <laughs> Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> you would have thought he would have at least gotten uh no, you know why that's so why that was so um I, I was so surprised by that, Rich, because I you know the stories that you always hear in nineteen seventy three about how awful they were and it was just about getting O. J. two thousand yards and you hear the dolphins and everybody talk about, you know, they had no interest in yeah. winning and so I'm so surprised that they were you know, they only had four playoff teams back then. So they were one of the they were one of the four best teams in the AFC is my point the next year. That's what yeah. was surprising to me, you know. What do you know how you, you know what the record was? And by the way, um, you know, we, we, we do this every year, but uh now we're down to three undefeated teams. Um so uh we got uh, Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. I don't know what huh. your, uh, yeah, what, what what you're feeling on that. None of them have a I mean, chance. I'm not worried about it. You, you, know, you feel good about that? It's not gonna happen. The only team that Ten, was tennis. scaring me was this Kansas City team. You know, other than that, I, I, I have no issues with this. Yeah. You know, Tennessee's certainly not going on the field. Nine and five, Rich. Nine and five and second Nine in the uh, yeah. okay. in the division yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh it's been a weak year, right? OJ rushed for uh eleven hundred and twenty five yards. <laughs> yeah. He really was good. There's no denying how great he was. Yeah. And that, you know, and like he was supposed to, I mean, if you're ever going to get a guy like that, that's a perfect example of a running back being drafted to turn a franchise around. Right. And they, you know, it, it doesn't really turn out that way. The only one, like I said, Earl Campbell, and you can make an then, argument for. And back then. It was a running back lead. I think you had a, you had a better chance at it. Now you have no chance at that. You know, turning around no. For the running back. You know, I mean, Barry Sanders. Right, you still need to have a competent running back, but you don't need a superstar running back. How's that? Right, right. Um, uh, which was surprised me because weren't you surprised? I know how high you are on this uh, this uh, draft pick that the Chiefs took, who's a very good back. Were you surprised that they they were the ones who ultimately signed Le'Veon Bell? Because the kid the kid that they drafted, you know, he catches the ball out of the backfield. It's a different yeah. kind of running back. So I don't know how much Bell's gonna play with him. I mean, you know, this is gonna be the third down, the second down guy still. I don't think Le'Veon Bell's gonna displace him. I, I guess this is more of a Damian Williams replacement than it is replacing the draft pick. Okay. The kid that they drafted is a lot more versatile. Yeah, no, I know. I just yeah, I know. surprised. I'm surprised that they, they took you know, They must have. They must have saw yeah. something. But I mean, I, I you know, you just won the Super Bowl and you have a good, a very good team. You know, yeah. they're gonna just they're just they're just going to five and one right now. I don't know why you'd yeah. want that guy on your team. I mean, I think he's a bad guy, Bell. I don't think he's a good teammate. I don't think he's a good guy. Pretty much, I think it's a mistake bringing him in. Yeah. Plus, I don't think there's much Can left in the tank anyway. Yeah. 
be interesting to see how that shakes out. It may not shake out in any way at all. I think you're kind of right on that. But uh, on those words, Rich, uh, we'll see how uh, it all shakes out for the Miami Dolphins now. We'll go into a bye week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week and, and kind of see how uh, the NFL stays in line. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just roll that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a 